Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Resurrection Day. This is Resurrection Day. Never forget, it's all about the resurrection of our Lord and the new life and the hope that is in Him and through Him. Do you have an idea of what hope is? The resurrection is your key to hope. Oh, I don't mean just like you would say, oh, I hope I'm healthy. I hope I can have enough money to meet my needs. I hope I can do this. I hope I can do that. The word hope is thrown around in our culture all the time. But understand this, that true hope is a spiritual force. It is from the inside, given by God himself. It is amplified and brought to full fruition through that new birth of the Spirit of God coming to live on the inside of the believer. But understand this, that that hope is a spiritual force on the inside of you that is always reaching for something that you don't see yet. True hope is a powerful force on the inside of you that reaches for something you don't see yet. And when that hope is born of the Spirit of God, it's something that yearns and reaches for a, a level of intimacy with the one who created you and redeemed you, that there is a witness somewhere on the inside of you, regardless of all the things that are on your mind and in your emotions and the choices, somewhere deep inside of you, if you're a believer, there is a spiritual force that is reaching for something you don't see yet. It's the powerful force of hope. This world and its system there are all kind of voices that will rob us of that hope. But I want you to understand that the resurrection is the epitome of the awesome power of God-given hope. Who is the author of real hope? Well, it's not somebody you live with. It's not somebody you, you love or would like to love. I want to read this to you out of Romans 15. Listen to this. Verse 13, now may the God of hope, understand that God is all about hope. May the God of hope, that internal force of the Spirit that reaches for something you don't see yet, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Listen, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, the world says, don't get your hopes up. I bet some of you heard that from people who loved you, even your parents. Oh, don't get your hopes up. We're not talking about wishing. We're talking about a force on the inside of you. Many of you have held on to hope, and you have believed God and His promise about things that you don't see happening yet. But I want you to know that the one who fuels that hope is God. 
He is the God of hope. And the word says, may you abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. If I'm walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, I am full of hope. Without hope, my life, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, without the resurrection of Jesus and the hope that it brings, I am of all men most to be pitied. It says that if without the hope of God, that we won't see our loved ones on the other side of this life. How many of you know you're so close to the other side? You're a heartbeat or a breath away. The other side is so close to you. So very close to you. But thank God through the resurrection of Jesus and the hope that he brings, that that hope will one day turn into sight. And we're going to see our son. You're going to see Miss Julia. You're going to see your, your Doug. You're going to see those loved ones that have died in Christ and are more alive today than you've ever seen them. The power of the resurrection. Because he lives, you're going to too. The power of hope. Somewhere deep inside of you, there's a voice that will not be silenced, that reaches and longs for a more intimate walk with the God of hope. Where does that hope come from? I love 1 Peter 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope. How? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The vehicle of hope is the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And it is inside those who have truly received Christ as their Lord and Savior, confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, believed in their heart that God has raised him from the dead. There is a force of hope through that born-again life of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Do you have that hope today, or is your life so full of information and stuff that you want, but not something that deep in the depth of your spirit, there is a longing for the satisfaction of that witness of hope. The vehicle of hope is the resurrection of Jesus. Well, who administers that hope? Boy, this has been a wonderful passage that I've, led, uh, that I've leaned on many times, Romans 8, 11. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will give life, listen, to your mortal body. Everybody say, that's me now. The Holy Spirit of God, the one who raised Jesus from the dead, the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, for the believer is alive on the inside of your mortal body through His Spirit who dwells in you. The Holy Spirit, the very life of God, the witness, the administrator of the hope that Jesus bought for us in the love and plan of our God. Well, with so many voices in this world to steal hope, 
And I, I think you already know uh, we live in precarious days. If you watch the news, you know that we could very well be on the verge of uh, World War III. Uh, none of us have lived through a world war, but with nuclear powers all over now, there is a lack of hope in the world system. But I want to tell you the hope of the Creator and the Redeemer and the Savior and the Lord and the Returner has not diminished one iota. He is not nervous about the future. He knows it and it's in his hand. The hope. Well, how in this troubled world does hope get developed? Romans 5, if you want to turn there, is, gives a surprising answer about hope and how it's developed. Verse 3. Not only that, but we also, listen, we shine, we glory, we manifest the presence of God. We glory in tribulations. Uh-oh. Don't think that's for somebody else. You live in this world, you, you got tribulations. That means extraordinary pressure. It means difficulties. Knowing that tribulation, pressure, produces, the word there in the Greek means to, it develops perseverance, endurance. Pastor, I thought we were talking about hope here. Understand that there's a correlation between endurance and hope. There's a correlation between the tribulations that you go through in this life and hope. And perseverance develops proven character. And proven character develops hope. <laughs> proven character develops hope. But you're not going to have any proven character until you've been through some tribulations. You say, well, Pastor, I've never been through anything deep. Well, you just hadn't lived one day long enough. In this world, there is tribulation. Be of good cheer, he has overcome the world. Tribulation develops endurance. I look around this room today and I see many, many people that their hope is being developed on the inside because of what they're persevering and enduring. Many, many. Hope is more mature. It is more highly developed in those who have gone through Tribulation, persecutions, pressures, but have continued to hold on to the truth and have gotten a, a deeper relationship with the Spirit of the resurrected Lord. So notice here that tribulation develops endurance, endurance, proven character, proven character develops and I love verse 5, hope does not disappoint. Real, true, godly hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit 
regardless of these things that we go through, the love of God, witnessed by the Spirit of God, is developing hope. It's developing hope. And I want you to turn with me now to 2 Corinthians as we close. Chapter 1 of 2 Corinthians. What do I do when hope seems to be so diminished that, I, that it's hard to be held on to? What do I do when hope seems to be lost? That driving force, that driving spiritual force on the inside of me that lays hold of something I don't see yet. Now remember that without hope, your faith does, doesn't have an anchor. Hebrews 1, 11, 1 says, faith is the assurance of things. Faith is the assurance of things. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So if you let your hope slide, if you don't develop intimacy with the Spirit of God, if you don't allow the witness of the Word of God to bear witness in you, especially in all the tribulations of this life, then that that hope on the inside of you is going to diminish. It'll still work, but it'll be so pushed down by the cares of this life that it won't be as effective as God has intended it to be. So what do we do? 2 Corinthians chapter 1. You say, Pastor, I've read that before. Why are you going to... No, no, wait a minute now. I'm not ending on a downer. Not going to happen. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning with verse 8. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble. How many of you are hiding your pain? How many of you are hiding the unbelievable stress and depression that you're under? The apostle who God used to write multiple books of the New Testament says, I want you to know about something. Don't live in isolation, it's lethal. God, if you'll come into the light, God will use the light that he gives you to break the power of that darkness on the inside of your secret life. And then that pain that you're in. We do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of the trouble, the tribulation, the incredible pressures and heartaches that came to us in Asia, not the continent of Asia, but Asia Minor was a place in the Ro under the Roman Empire in those days, that we were, bur listen, we were burdened beyond measure. How many people in the sound of my voice today are carrying such a burden on the inside of you that is wearing you out? Depleting your energy. Factoring into every day of your life. We were burdened beyond measure, above strength. Listen to this. So that we despaired even of life. What? Who is this now? The Apostle Paul, whom God used to write multiple books of the New Testament. He said, I want to come clean with you. I want you to know something. 
I was in such a place of despair. Does that sound hopeful to you? The Greek word there for despair means at an utter loss. The apostle is saying, I was at an utter loss of all hope. Some of you can carry burdens so long and so hard and so deep for such a duration that you feel like that you're burdened beyond relief. And in a place of utter loss, you don't seem to be able to climb your way out of that darkness that's on the inside, that oppression and depression that has got you in its clutches. You just don't seem to be able to get out of that. Paul said, that's where I was. I was in such a place of despair. I despaired even of life. I didn't even want to wake up another day and go through another day of life. That's the apostle speaking. Some of you have actually felt shame and guilt and inferiority because you have been battling depression. Stop it. That's a lie of the devil. You can go through oppression and depression. That doesn't mean that you're weak or sinful. It means you're human. God has a source of strength out of his love and his mercy and grace for you. I want you to know that by the power of the resurrection, the Spirit of God can reach down there in the depth of your soul where that oppression and depression has taken up root, where you don't know whether you even want to live another day. And the Spirit of God, by the resurrection power of Jesus, can begin to send light into that darkness, life into that death. You can and you will live again. How did the apostle get out of it? Look at verse 9. It's not the way you think he would have. Some people say, well, just pull yourself up by your bootstrings. People say, well, just, just think happy thoughts. Come on. This, he was at an utter loss. This was a deep despair. This wasn't, listen, this wasn't humanly fixable. But I want you to know there's something that can go beyond that which is humanly fixable and can restore life and hope. Yes, he says, verse 9, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. We had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death that place of despair and hopelessness. He delivered us and still does deliver us. And we trust He will always still deliver us. Hallelujah. What does it mean we have the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves? All right, are you listening to me? It means that He had gone to such a place of despair, of being utterly without at his utter end, that the only thing he could do and say and decide was, Lord, listen, 
I am dying today to my ability to fix this. This is so deep and so dark, I cannot fix it. I've tried, I've spoken, I've given energy, I've prayed, I've labored, I've done all these things, but I can't fix it. And so today, Lord, I decide I will die to my own ability to fix it. It's in your hands. What about you? Are you in such a dark and deep place of struggle that you know good and well there's something on the inside of you? You cannot fix it. Would you be willing to say, God, I doubt of my ability to fix this. It's in your hands. Do you know what Paul said? What happened then was when he died, when he entered into the death of his own ability to do it, the Spirit of God began to do what the Spirit of God can do. How many of you know sometimes as believers we think that we ought to be able to fix anything? Can I tell you, all of us are broken beyond repair. Yes, that's you too. And we need the only one who can heal our brokenness, and that's our risen Lord. He can and he will. There is nothing beyond his reach. There is no issue, there's no darkness that is beyond the reach of the resurrected Jesus. He can and he will as you will allow him and participate with him. Lord, I can't fix this. But notice he said, we decided that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He delivered us, but notice something else, verse 11. You also, you Corinthians, were helping us together, how? In prayer. You're in a dark place today. Die to your own ability to fix yourself and look to the risen Lord. Cry out to him. Admit to him that you're incapable, but he is more than able. More than able. But don't stay in an isolated place. Even the Apostle Paul got help from believers in prayer. Prayer by others on your behalf touches heaven on your behalf. God hears those prayers. Don't stay in an isolated dark place. Call on those that the Lord will bring to your mind and to give you a place of safety where you can be prayed for. And, and, and I don't mean just a little pop gun. Thank you, Lord, help Sally Joe. No, I mean those who will join you in the fight and pray earnestly for heaven's resources to be granted to you in your own struggle. The apostles said, the witness of the resurrected Jesus, my own ability to say, I'm done, Lord. I can't fix this. And the prayer of others on his behalf 
raised him up. Raised him up. We're reading today words given to him by the Lord. But I wanted you to always never forget that regardless of what place you're in today, the Lord loves you, he wants you, he needs you, he will help you, and he will not fail. Don't be ashamed or too proud to admit your need. It is not weakness to admit your need. Hallelujah. I want you to bow your heads with me today. We're going to do something a little differently. I believe today there are those who would say, Lord, I, I, I need the restoration of the hope that is in me through the Lord Jesus. I'm going to ask Pastor Jeremiah to come, Brother Joe, Brother Mike Tribble, Brother Gene Carey to stand back there in the back. If you're here today and you just want someone to touch and agree with you for the restoration of hope, of Holy Spirit energy, of renewal, to fortify your faith. You don't have to speak a volume just by your willingness to come and ask for someone to agree with you in faith, mature, called out people of God. Would you do that right now? Just right now. Just get out of your seat and come to somewhere for a prayer with somebody who will join their faith with yours. Would you correct and calm my troubled mind? I admit to you I'm not the source of truth. You are. Right now, Lord, I want to just say to you that I can't fix my own brokenness. But I know you can. By your love and your grace, your mighty resurrection power, I believe that you will. So today, by faith today, Lord, I cry out to you. I ask you to hear me. I ask you to strengthen me by your resurrection life. I need a renewal of hope in my life. Your kind of hope. I feel like my hope has been stolen to some degree and I need a restoration of that hope in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, we praise you. We magnify your name. Thank you for the demonstration of your love. Holy Spirit, continue to remind us how you love us. Let that be the anchor for our souls. Let it be the wind in our sails. Your love, 
continue to remind us on a daily basis, moment by moment, how you love us. Hallelujah. 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 So as we celebrate this Resurrection Sunday, the greatest demonstration in the universe of God becoming man, suffering and dying rising again the demonstration of your love we thank you for that in Jesus mighty name we pray and all of God's saints say amen. amen saints we're off next week we'll see you in two weeks as pastor say go with God he's going with you amen You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.